Welcome back to another edition of Talking Tigs. Uh, I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight, for the first time ever, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, as always, will be Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, we got a couple LSU basketball games to talk about. Uh, neither one of them are good, but I, I think there's some reason for our Tiger fans to not uh, go into complete despair, just based off of, uh, you know, I guess the circumstances surrounding the games, what the players are saying, what Will Wade himself is saying. Uh, we'll talk about that and, you know, just kind of break down the games, what, uh, what the Tigers have. Uh, to look forward to. Um, there wasn't really much any news out of football world. Uh, the, the uh, you know, there was always room for a transfer to come in, but I don't know. They may be kind of done with that. So they, they may be capping it. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Tommy has something on that. Uh, and then I don't know. There's some NFL football games going on this week. It's, it's the playoffs and it's dwindling down and it's, it's a, it's a bunch of teams that I don't know if anyone ever saw happening <laughs> at the same time we'll, we'll get into that too uh but before we do I want to check in with you guys uh holding it down in a red stick how's it going this week doing good scott yeah i've been watching these nfl games pretty wild playoff conclusions all three of the ones so far have come down to a last second field goal uh and it was exciting to see the Bengals move on which we'll i'm sure we'll talk about uh the basketball game's a little bit disappointing but overall uh doing fine and we'll uh run quick through the news here with y'all today yeah yeah a little bit feel a little bit under the weather today but i'm gonna I'm, I'm sticking it out for all the listeners out there so uh we're gonna we're gonna get through it and talk about this lsu news sports <laughs> thanks Tommy. thanks for not sitting and out or opting out for the rest of the uh the rest of the year i appreciate that uh but yeah so let's i guess we might as well just jump into these games so they went 0 for 2 on the week, but if you go all the way back to last week, that's that's three SEC losses in a row. Now, normally I would say, yeah, that's that doesn't look good. Uh, you would say that's maybe a, a sign of something's kind of wrong there. But I don't know if, uh, if we're all being honest, and if we just wanted to kind of dismiss some of the problems with the team, you could say, well, they're just really missing Xavier Pinson. But I don't know if you look at the games individually, we'll start with Alabama um, because I feel like LSU had a better shot in that one. They ended up losing 70 to 67. And I, I don't know. I feel like it was, they weren't, they weren't completely out of that game. I don't think they ever really kind of just like had control of the game, but um, I think Will Wade seemed proud of how they fought towards the end to kind of come back, almost uh, steal one out of Tuscaloosa Obviously, they didn't, but um, I think missing Xavier Pinson is really showing itself. But um, to not have Pinson and to kind of have, you know, a, a somewhat injured Darius Days as well, I mean, they did all right, you know. Um, I mean, give credit to Alabama for what they have. Uh, they've lost some guys. They're obviously not the same uh, world beaters from last year. Uh, doubt they'll make it to the Final Four this year, but um, – still good enough to, you know, to take care of a reeling LSU. I don't know. I feel like we have something to build on though, because like we've, we've had an opportunity to play some of our bench. We can see what they can do and basically what the team itself can't do collectively without Xavier Pinson. But I mean, he should be back. I don't know. Checks his watch anytime now. Yeah, <laughs> Cause really. he's, you know, it's just, it just keeps, there's no timetable on it, which I don't know. That's good. It's not like he's okay. He's definitely out six weeks, but then again, it's like, all right, well, well, what are we looking at? Because if you just leave it out in the air, uh, I don't know. Like, do the players really know what's going on also? But starting with Alabama, I don't know. I, again, I thought maybe the Tigers 
it was possible they could have stole one, but it just didn't seem like it was going to be in the cards. Will Wade ended up taking a technical for the team because he, I don't know, I guess he wanted to highlight some of the uh, irregularities, we might say, with uh, some of the refereeing. But uh, I don't know. You, you could talk about that as well. I don't know. I, I feel like the Tigers, this is what I said a while back, and I, I feel like I have to hold myself to it. And anyone else said this too, by the way. Um, I said that, well, Xavier Pynchon's gone. We will miss him and we may lose some, but it's better to let him heal completely so that he's good for the rest of the season instead of trying to bring him back so that we don't lose a slide too much of what this season could represent. Uh, I guess I still have to hold to that. I know three in a row is bad, but it's like these games, are they really going to matter much when you get into the tournament? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they will. It sucks that we're losing them because uh, like only, only two were ranked or only one was ranked, excuse me, uh, Tennessee. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like we can still have confidence. You know, Will Wade didn't seem too bothered at the Alabama loss. He thought, you know, we're good. I know why we lost. It's, it's okay. Right. That seemed like the pretty much the vibe from it. Yeah. The, the Bama game was pretty intense. Like you said, coming down to the last second missed three pointer by Eric Gaines. Uh, it was, it was neck and neck for much of the duration Bama pulling ahead kind of in the, the fourth quarter ish of the, of the game. And then else you at the very end. Um, but yeah, we, we outshot them, but it was kind of a tale of more of the same for LSU just with like the fouls and the turnover situations. I think we had 25 team fouls to their 10, which an LSU home world tell you is the sec refs kind of going after us, uh, which has kind of been an ongoing saga, but um, then we continue to harp on that needing to be something that we clean up. Uh, but we shot fine. Tari Eason had a big performance of 26 points. Uh, Days, yeah, got hurt kind of towards the end of the game, and he was out for part of that and then part of the Tennessee game as well, um, which also is is tough for LSU considering we were already shorthanded without Pinson. Uh, you would really like to take this one, especially given like how uh, closely contested it was and how kind of hot the tempers were running the whole time. And then to, to drop it is uh, stings a little bit, but they, they kind of just – outplayed us a little bit in the end um for me Tennessee obviously was worse we didn't even really have a shot in that one that was reminiscent of the Auburn game uh we, we might get into that one in a second but the, the offensive woes have kind of continued uh, in my opinion that kind of stems from Efton Reed not reaching his potential he doesn't use the size like to his advantage down low doesn't really have any post moves and so the other team takes advantage of his size by like kind of running into him and drawing the fouls and so he's got a kind of persistent stat line of like four points and four fouls, yeah. uh, which is not what you need from your seven foot five-star uh, player. And also what that means is they can just kind of leave one man on Efton and then play like four on the outside man defense. And then our offense is just kind of reduced to slinging the ball around and then hoping for Eric Gaines to find a, an avenue to drive uh, or kick to Tari Eason. And we're pretty one-dimensional there as well. So uh, if our defense isn't locked tight, like it has been at certain points, then we're just going to get outscored uh, at the end. Um, so that, that'll be something that Will Wade is working on. And um, we need to get the, the train rolling once again, hopefully if everybody's healthy going into this week's worth of games. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think you mentioned it, Scott, like having uh, Darius days get injured in the middle of that Alabama game too. Didn't, didn't hurt. I mean, didn't help us at all. Mm. Um, and did he, I was working yesterday. Did he play at, at, during the, yeah, he, he played against Tennessee. He yeah. actually kind of re-injured it a little bit towards the end, and then I don't think he played at the very end, but he played for probably half the game. 
yeah, it just it just kind of feels like we were so extra, uh, we were so like excited about all this, all the depth that we had at the beginning of the season. Um, but now with, you know, a few key injuries at, at, at um, at positions where you, you kind of want, you know, days and, and uh, Pinson are kind of your um, featured players almost, I guess, Tari Easton probably, the, the, you know, as well to where you're going to want to get the most, the most minutes out of those three and, and see them on the, on the floor. Um, most of the time having both of them, having two out of those three injured or kind of, or at least, you know, questionable to not playing really doesn't help. Um, so it doesn't, I can kind of, I mean, I can kind of see why we're not performing as well as we should. Hopefully we can get a little bit healthier. And then another point I have is the players who, uh, with the injuries get more minutes and you're expecting to step up like Milwaukee Wilkinson, Alex fudge, like they haven't filled that role that they really need to like in the Alabama, Alabama game, they combined for 48 minutes and zero points. Like, how is that even possible? What are they doing on the floor mm. for 49 minutes to not have a single basket? Uh, just lollygagging around. Uh, and they, they only combined for three shots and they missed them all. So uh, well, that's, yeah, you can't, you can't make any points if you're not taking any. Yeah. Cause our Probably. offense is, yeah. Like I mentioned, is either just Tari's in, and then Eric Gaines and Pence's absence and like Brandon Murray is kind of the third option. So uh, teams can hone in on that. And then like you get exploited when teams like Alabama, they have five people on the floor who can score at any time. Uh, and that makes it much more difficult to compete again, especially in the SEC. And we've got more tough teams coming up this week uh, in Texas A&M and TCU. So things could get even worse if we don't um, correct those, those problems. Yeah. But I feel like, it, this is a good stretch because we can tell, all right, well, our defenses and our starters can at least, they can somewhat keep us in games. They, they don't have enough to like overtake and finish a game as we could see this week. You know, it's like they went down 14 to zero at Tennessee started out like the Auburn game. But then they came back and were down by a point and then let Tennessee get just two more buckets right before half. Otherwise, you know, they'd still been like right on top of them for that game. And then, of course, you know, they're just they're not starting out games well either. And I think that has to do with their offense. And, you know, Will Wade kind of was asked about this and, he, you know, he talks about it. They're just they're not really there's no identity on offense. I mean, now that Xavier's gone, I don't know. He, it's like before we didn't really. I, I still couldn't tell you what our offensive identity might be. I just knew that they were averaging like almost 80 points a game. Without him there, it's like less than 60. So I, I didn't realize that he accounted for that many points, but maybe just his presence does. But I, I just, again, I, their offense, it's kind of like football. It's like you can see it. You can just see it in the game. It's like the offense is not there to match the defense. You know, it's just it's something we've seen time, time and time again. Um, it's A lot of it's just, you know, finishing around the rim, making open. They had so many open shots that they missed. Well, we talked about that too. I just, I, I, I feel like that's going to burn us, you know, in the postseason. However, we, however that shakes out, because, you know, at some point, if it's an even game, you're going to need a guy to make an open shot. That's going to be the difference maker. But if LSU doesn't have that guy, maybe it's Darius stays. But you know, if something happens to his ankle and he's out, like, I, I don't know. It's like, who do you go to? Right? There's, I, I don't know if I can name one person that's as you know, is most likely to make a shot like Darius Days because LSU's going to need somebody that can just make make a clutch shot, right? Like, could you say for right now that there's one particular guy that that is that guy? Not really. And then I think what you're kind of talking about with the, the value of Xavier Pinson was 
you can see our kind of half court offense is very lackluster with air gains at the point. Like I think yeah. he just doesn't have kind of the, quite the basketball IQ necessary to kind of pick the perfect pass or, or swing the ball where it needs to go. And Pinson with his more experience uh, can offer that. Gaines is very good kind of in the transition offense and providing that kind of motor and spark when you need it. But in kind of the setup half court D then uh, we just kind of break down and it's like slamming against a brick wall. And that often leads to the constant turnovers or how many times have we seen the guy like catch the ball standing out of bounds for LSU that happens like two or three times a game. Uh, and it's like, what are we doing here? Uh, mm-hmm. And so hopefully we can get back to just, I mean, we'll wait, maybe can have some specifically designed plays or just constantly pressure. I think that's when we're at our best is when we're running press on defense and then trying to create yeah. turnovers of our own and then running it back on transition and upping the tempo in that way uh, instead of just trying to like outscore uh, and outskill the other team. I feel uh, like Gaines' strong suit is really his his uh, transition defense. Right. Where he, he, I mean, he's he's likely to get steals, you know, almost any time he takes on a, a, a ball handler down the court. Um, the other thing, and I don't know if this, I, I hope, I hope this could happen. I don't know if it's going to, but have you seen that report that Adam Miller is like ahead of schedule and like could, could be, I think he's running right now. He could be like, shoot. I think he's going to shoot this week or something like that. So yeah. man, what if he, what if he could get back? Yeah. Cause I think he was Illinois either number one or number two scoring option last year, like at the guard position. So he like, to what you said, Scott, about that dances. guy who can make the clutch shot and, uh, compliment Brandon Murray on the outside, then that's yeah. really what you need and add that extra option. So we're not so uh, one dimensional. I feel like he would, he would make, he would replace gains and then gains would become like a sixth or seventh man. Yeah, exactly. But he'd be good with that. You know, it's like, it, it's as long as he can make three, four baskets, you know, it's like if our bench can just make at least three, four baskets here and there when we need them, when it's open, you know, like when they're open, it's like, if our guys can't open shots, then, uh, you're going to have to push everything through inside and we're, we're not really that dominant in the paint, you know, as you guys might've noticed. Uh, I mean, they're, uh, they, they've always had good defensive, well, you know, serviceable defensive rebounding, you know, it could be better, but um, I, I don't know. I think the, the Tigers are best when they can score some transition points because waiting for them to like set up an open shot around the key. I just, I don't know. I just don't see it happening really. At least not that much. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, but I don't know. I guess Tennessee, uh, I don't know. This is what I thought because, Daniel, you said it got pretty heated. And there was actually technicals asserted to each team like right at halftime, right at right the last second because, you know, Wade and the Tigers were going to the, the locker room, but it looked like one of Tennessee's players kind of made a, a little beeline and just, you know, some words were exchanged and they 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 gave two both sides technicals. Uh, which didn't really amount to anything. It just counts towards, I guess, the the game total. But I don't know. It seems like we are getting the, you know, the chip on the shoulder from these other teams, not just the teams, maybe maybe even their fan bases, right? It's like they, I don't know if it's necessarily our basketball team. It's just Will Wade. And God forbid if he has any success, but yet he's not been charged with anything because of this wiretap thing. It's like they they all have it in for us. We're going to get everyone's scrappiest game it seems for like for the rest of the season especially some especially from their fans oh yeah i don't know i mean i'm all for it i i think it's you know it's gonna make you or break you but uh i don't know have you guys kind of got that 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 feeling that sense that uh 
who we have a target on our back for yeah for sure like for whatever reason we're the team that people want to beat even though we're not necessarily like the best team it's because espn and the the media has just made lsu into like the villains oh yeah and even during the broadcast the tennessee games they were showing the clips of will wade from his post-game video after Alabama kind of calling out the refs and stuff. And then the announcers are kind of like making fun of him for that. And then they, they ran it back. They played the video like three times at certain points. And so they just kind of keep the, the narrative alive that LSU is kind of the quote unquote villains of sec and college basketball. And I mean, we've embraced that identity to a certain degree, I think of the bad boys. Yeah. But they, they really just kind of want to keep that alive. And then now everybody's kind of ganging up on us maybe this is just an LSU tinted glasses speaking, but um, it does seem that way. And like, like I mentioned the Tennessee game, they were going back and forth. There was one play uh, where Tennessee's like seven foot guy just shoves Tari Eason out of nowhere uh, and almost knocks him over. And then they started jawing up and they had to separate basically the whole teams. And uh, they, they didn't assess any fouls on, on either people. They almost called Alex Fudge out on it, but it was like that chipping back and forth the whole game. And I expect that to continue. Uh, maybe in this Texas A&M game, we'll see what they bring to the table at home on Wednesday. And then we travel to uh, Fort Worth to play TCU, a non-conference game on Saturday. And both of those teams are actually pretty good, I think, around our record. So, But I'd say more beatable than uh, like Tennessee or, or Alabama or Arkansas. So if we can, I mean, just to win at least one of those two, got to get a confidence booster after that big 12-0 start, we're seeing the slump here. Yeah. Well, just as far as what you said about, uh, you know, well, I guess the foul situation in general, because I could look at it, yeah, if you just if you just look at the numbers, it looks like LSU is getting called out a lot more, and especially like a lot earlier on. Like wasn't it one game we we, we talked about last week where uh, Tari Eason only played like seven minutes? Yeah. <laughs> but – this is the thing. Is it is it really like some grand? I, I don't know if I can buy into this whole grand conspiracy within the the SEC conference and the officiating. I, I'm not really to go there yet, but I mean LSU is a lot better on defense this year, and with that, I think just comes being a lot more aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. So maybe that just garners a lot more. You know, it just opens you up to more more fouls. I, I don't know. Do you have you guys thought about that, or you think like there's really yeah, man, the, 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 the officiating office has it in for us. They, they give us a lot of like weird fouls. Like, yeah, yeah we've had a lot of offensive fouls. Yeah, that's true. And like yeah. charges, like they'll, they'll give us a, 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 um, a charge or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I agree with the kind of aggressiveness aspect that you mentioned, Scott, I think it was pretty even in the Tennessee game, like 14 to 14, in terms yeah. of team fouls, but like, like I'd said in the Bama game, it was 25 to 10. And I think in the Florida game before that, it was like 22 to 10 or something. And so consistently over time, yeah, we're putting other teams in the bonus with like 10 minutes left in the half. And then they're racking up the free throws. That was another thing about the Bama game is I think they shot 30 something free throws while we shot like 12. And even though they didn't make them all like that'll prove a difference in the end of the game. If yeah. just giving up easy points over and over. Yeah. I mean that they're kind of to be honest, like that tech that Will Wade got is kind of what what cost us the game or not cost us the game, but that was that was big. Yeah. Well, he didn't. I don't know if uh, I, know, I felt like he had if he wanted to do that for his guys. I don't know. I think sometimes a coach has to take one of the for the team, so to speak. Not not to cost you a game any by any means, but uh, I don't know. I, it's like at what point can he? Obviously, he sees something, so he can't not say anything. 
Uh, I think for a coach, you have to stick up for your guys at some point or else, you know, know, who has their back? That's what he said. He's like, I have their back. They have my back. And I guess we'll see. We'll see if we're we're full strength and we're a healthy team. I think, you know, these losses and how they're losing, uh, I don't know, maybe can help us, you know, iron sharpens iron type of thing. Uh, But, you know, again, we have to be kind of have to be all healthy and um, back to full strength in order for that to happen. So hopefully that happens pretty soon i do feel like they've got through the i don't know i feel like the front end of their schedule in the sec was looked like it was going to be harder than the back end so maybe that's also the case right like they already had to play tennessee twice bama bama's always been a thorn on our side and they were again florida's usually tough um you know kentucky uh auburn obviously but uh it's uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of teams some yeah. most of them are ranked so I don't, I don't want to say it's all downhill from here, but maybe maybe it lightens up a little bit. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else basketball-wise? I mean, the... I don't think so. Um, I think the women went one and one. They lost by one point. I saw the Florida today, so that's too bad. But they're still kind of chugging along. Kim Mulkey doing a good job. But, yeah, let's see what how Will Wade adjusts to this two-loss week. Um, and then we'll be right in kind of the thick of it going into – the, the late February end of the season grind. Yeah. And then boom, it's right after that conference tournament then it's tournament time. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be exciting. Cause I, you know, depending on how else you finish, both LSU's finish their seasons, you know, anything can happen in the tournament. It's like we could be out in two rounds or we could go all the way to the finals. You never know. Um, speaking of all the way to the finals, I don't know if anyone really pictured this, uh, <laughs> the the nfc championship game as it's going to play out with uh, the 49ers and the rams and all and all cali final uh and then you also have uh the winner of the chiefs in the bills game tonight uh facing J- joey b and the Bengals. so we're gonna see who day end up facing here pretty quickly but i don't know man uh it, if you're a betting man I don't know who, like, could you imagine how much money, I don't know, just Aaron Rodgers and the, and the pack maybe alone. I, I don't know, maybe not the outcome, but just, geez, the over under on that game was, uh, I mean, that was, that was a low scoring game. Yeah. It was like, well, yeah, it was freezing cold. The snow coming down the whole time. They kept showing the stats. It was like zero degrees. I'm glad I wasn't there. The fans were bundled up in their, their winter park is, but yeah. uh, it's going to be fun because Cincinnati actually gets the, um, Oh, no, never mind. I, I'm, yeah, they're going to be away uh, oh, yeah. At, yeah. at the Chiefs or the, um, Bills. At the, the Bills, but um, wishing them luck. It was exciting to see them play. Joe didn't have his best game ever, but he did what he needed to do. Jamar Chase had a couple of nice, really nice catches, and then uh, he actually went one-on-one against Christian Fulton, former teammates from the national championship team, and he and had – high school teammates. Yeah, and there, there was one play, I think it's Jamar Chase's like 50-yard run where he just caught the screen pass, juked Christian Fulton to the ground, ran for like 50 yards. And then at the end, Christian, after the end of the play, Christian Fulton ran up and kind of like dapped him up on the head and like kind of clapped for him. It was a little bit weird. when they, It was like they were like kind of jawing at each other, but they also, I mean, they were still friends. But and then the, the Bucks uh, almost braided it and brought it back from 27 to three down. Leonard playoff Lenny scored, a, I think, two touchdowns. Yeah. But uh, the Rams clutched up at the end to knock him out. So uh, Brady won't be going back to back. So 
we'll be seeing somebody new this year. I don't see how that happens. It's like the it's the Bucks and it's Brady, and you're thinking, oh my God, it's 28 to three again, except it's 27 to three, and they come back all the way, tied up. Defense holds the Rams scoreless while the Bucks are doing this comeback, and then it's basically all right, Bucks defense, you have 40 seconds. All you have to do is just keep him out of field goal. No, I don't think I will. And then they just let him kick the game-winning <laughs> field goal. Oh, my God. How does that happen? But, hey, you know, we've been there. You know, we've been there as, as LSU fans, Saints fans, whatever. Um, but, yeah, man, it's crazy finals. And then, um, you know, we got the, the Chiefs and the Bills playing right now. Do you guys – what's the score? I believe it's seven, seven to seven as we record. Okay. So, I mean, both of those are still good teams. You have to be hard to bet against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes here uh, to go to, I think, a third straight Super Bowl but at, at this point. But never Tyron know. Matthew was just ruled out for the rest of the game yeah, due Matthew, to a head injury. Yeah, Matthew got hit on the right. head, and so he walked into the locker room, maybe a concussion or something, so I hope he's okay. Um, but, yeah, I got LSU players on all sides, Clyde and uh, Daryl Williams, and we'll talk about Matthew Hurt for the Chiefs. Trey Davis White. And Trey Davis White on the, on the Bills. Uh, we, we already talked about the Bengals. And I'm not sure if we have anybody on the 49ers or not. But, I mean, obviously there's some on the Bucks with Devin White and uh, Leonard Fournette. But, the Rams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Odell. Oh, yep. OBJ. Um, well, I don't know. Do you guys have a, do you guys have a favorite? Or do you have uh, someone that you're at least pulling for just based on who, who's left? I guess the Bengals. I don't know. I yeah. feel like they're not going to be able to do it, though. Yeah, it's going to be tough to ha- have to take down either the Chiefs or the Bills away and then uh, win the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I think most of LSU Nation is behind the Bengals at this point, so cheering for them. Oh, yeah, man. It's it's not just that. It's uh, I think even in Atlanta, the, the Bengals just, like, had a, a pretty high draw. So, I don't I think the Bengals are – there's a lot of people that would pull for the Bengals just – you know, because the talent that they have and Joe Joe Burrow doing his thing, and like, oh my god, this guy's good. Good for the Bengals. I think he's been like, about the Bengals. I think he's been they, they've been so bad for so long that they're finally like winning. So people are kind of hopping on the bandwagon a little bit. Uh, kind of like it, the Saints back in the day, right? Uh-huh. Like the Saints pulled in a lot of bandwagoners just because no one, you know, no, no one cared about the other teams, and it's just you know, an inspiring story, I guess. But yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't, yeah, I guess I'll pull for the Bengals. I again, it'd be a tall order. I thought they beat the Chiefs earlier this year, but uh, it, I mean, it's possible. I, I don't think anybody really thought that they could beat the Titans on the road, right? Yeah, yeah the um, Titans were, were uh, the number one seed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were playing yeah. Titans away, and yeah, the Chiefs did uh, or the Bengals did beat the Chiefs 34 31. Uh, they haven't played the, the Bills though, so I mean, they can do it, obviously. Clyde yep. just had a really good run. He just ran for like 20 yards. 20 yards. Now we're just live podcasting his game. Yeah, like the Manning cast, right? Uh, so just really quickly, don't you guys have anything else on uh, football pro or otherwise? I think that's that's the weekly recap. Okay. Well, uh, just to bring it back to, uh, to talking takes – uh, just looking forward this week, LSU, you know, they have two games. They, they have one Wednesday, it's at home, you know, against a and and it's late enough to where I feel like everyone can get their homework done, maybe even have a couple, uh, 
couple of Pabst Blue Ribbons before they go into the PMAC, celebrate, trying to have a good environment, maybe else you can get back on the winning streak. And then after that, they go on the road to face TCU on Saturday. I uh, don't really know much about them, but I know they're not ranked. Probably not too great, but a little outer conference break for LSU. And good Lord, do they need it. Maybe Xavier Pinson will be up well at the end of this week. Who knows? Because uh, then after that, next week, they, they start back with their SEC schedule. So there's that to look forward to. Um, I don't have the Lady Tigers in front of me, but that's what, uh, that's what the men's team's looking at. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any, uh, any final thoughts or is this, that'll pretty much do it for us. I think that's about it. A wrap quick pod. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. it'll be a little bit more positive next week. We'll have the NFL conference championship games and, uh, basketball, whatever else. Yeah. And then yeah. actually after this next week, it'll, we'll be coming up on national signing day, right? It's the first week of February. Uh, that'll be interesting. LSU saving a few spots. Tommy, you, you said you thought maybe LSU might be done with the transfer portal. Maybe they could accept some more, but uh, you think they might, they're going to see what they can get out of national signing day. Yeah. I think they're going to, they're going to, uh, because especially like for, for LSU, speci- like LSU specifically, and then I'm sure a lot of other colleges, um, I think, you know, at, towards the end of this week, middle of this week is going to be the last day you could like actually like enroll um, in school. So they're not going to be able to take many. They can't, you can't really take a transfer if, if you can't actually be in school um, mm-hmm. or you can't enter a class. And so that along with the signing day coming up, um, I think they're just going to keep those spots and, and wait to see uh, if you have another kind of borough situation where somebody, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't, have a good spring at their original school and, and decides to leave. Yeah. Like Caleb Williams. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, gee, I, when I saw it, cause you know, supposedly Caleb Williams was down to USC and LSU. And I'm thinking where in the world did LSU come out of this? Uh, I, I never heard that from any, you know, LSU sources. Nobody had, a, I, I didn't hear a peep about that. And then some doofus, uh, you know, that <laughs> that works for OU or does something for the Sooners, I guess. I don't know. He says, Oh, it's down to LSU and USC. It's news to us. Um, uh, it would be interesting though, if there was somebody out there that wanted to transfer, I feel like that just kind of defeats the whole purpose of us kind of feeling somewhat relieved to, to hear that miles might come back. I mean, there's a lot of other guys coming back too. Uh, maybe we didn't have any transfers, but you know, Ali Gay's coming back. Um, Baskerville, uh, yeah, Micah Baskerville said he's going to come back. Jay Ward has now decided that he's going to come back. So, I guess we're we're re-recruiting who we already have. That that whole thing. Uh, so that's good. I mean, LSU is going to be they have to replace a lot of people, but those are three guys uh, that are going to be good, at least on the defense too. That, uh, that we can kind of assemble our our newfound team around because uh, i'm pretty sure brian kelly ain't done uh, and having said that that'll pretty much do it for us here on talking jigs uh tune in next week we'll have some more lsu basketball scores men and women uh maybe some some baseball news as that's gearing up towards uh towards opening day uh we are now less than a month away from tiger baseball had like five guys in the top 100 uh players of college baseball which is amazing uh, so, well, I guess the, the biggest question will be is, well, who's going to pitch? We'll probably get into that as, uh, as the time gets closer, but all in due time. Um, but for now, that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next week. 
And uh, until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tips.